You wouldn't want your favorite team to play only one side of the ball. So when it comes to insurance, why settle for someone that can handle only your auto policy? Bring your home and auto insurance to Allstate now and you can save big on both. You deserve someone that can tackle more. That's Allstate's stand. Are you in good hands? Hey, football fans, call Allstate agent David Monroe at 610-359-1244 today. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Back here for the start of the fourth quarter as they switch ends. And the Fords will now move left to right. Tigers will defend the far end zone to the right. Fords will defend the far end zone to the left. 23 to 20, 12 minutes on the clock here in the final quarter. It'll be third down and three for the Fords at their own 38 here in this one. And it has been a offensive battle at times and for these two squads, Christoph. Absolutely. You know, you have 43 combined points right now. And, you know, this is right on Marple's average. Haverford, you know, they're playing a tough game tonight. They're keeping things in check right now, running the ball decent, moving the chains. And right now they're going to be trying to run this clock out here. So Durkin out of the shotgun with Clancy. Near side, two receivers, two to the far side. Near side is Gentile and McCain. Dempsey far side with Cinder. Durkin. Longer snap, hard count. Looks to throw near side. Pump fakes one. A flag is down. Throws and caught near side by McCain, but a flag down. Plays dead. False start is the initial call. So we'll wait for Dr. Phil Harding, the head official, to let us know exactly what we have here. Illegal motion. Offense, five yards. So, tough penalty to take for the forwards, Christo. Absolutely, you know, especially when you make that de- when you make a decent pass there, and the receiver catches it for the first down, and now you're going back, and you have to start it all over again. And we have not seen that QB keeper in this second half. 11:40 left, third and eight, at the forwards 38. Four wide, in motion to Hewitt. Gives the sweep far side to Hewitt. He's got men on him. He's going to be bottled up in the backfield, and he tries to shake loose, but he is going to be stopped for a loss of one and a big stop for the Tigers. Marple doing a great job right there on that jet sweep. They're clogging everything up on the outside, and when you do that, then you can allow the flow from the defensive line and the backside linebackers to come flat down the line of scrimmage. And when they come flat down the line of scrimmage, you're going to bottle them up for no gain there. Good job, Marple. Ken Smith with the big stop and a punt. It appears to be number nine, Jack Newman. And you have Moat and Fam at their own 30. The punter is at the 20. 10.55 left. The punt by Newman's a high wobbler. Caught by Moat at the 34. He picks a hole. He gets a burst. He crosses the 50. Cuts back one man. Farce on the field. He's got a man on him. He's dragging the man down to the 35. But a big run for Samara Moat. 
you know what? His speed is unbelievable. Right there in about six, seven yards, he's a full go. And when he's a, he's a full go and he can cut just like he did right there, it's unbelievable that he was taken down. His speed is just unbelievable. He, he hits that hole and he has such a burst. And this is the fastest I think I've seen him all year, Christo. Absolutely. You know what? Right now, as a football player, you're getting into stride right now. You're through that soreness of summer camp. You're through that first part of the season. Right now, you're just getting comfortable where you're at and getting things going. Once again, we always talked about Samara Mode all year long. He gets stronger as the game goes on. Tigers take over in Ford's territory at the 36. Fam in motion, far side. Rodden's just going to roll near side. He's going to look for a man. He's stringing it out, stringing it out, and now he's going to be brought out of bounds for a loss as all men were covered downfield. Kudos to the Fords that time. Absolutely. That was a coverage sack right there by Haverford. Haverford had, had everybody on top of the receivers, on top of the running back, and you let that D-line do what they're doing, getting off blocks and bringing the quarterback down. So ball will be at the 40 now after the four-yard loss, second and 14 at the 40, and Rodinger was, looked like almost at the end there. He's going to try and throw it out of bounds, but a guy just on him too, too risky. Yep. 10 5 left. Moat in the backfield with Rosanio. Fam near side wing back. Antista far side. Rodinger handoff to Moat up the middle. Tripped up. Looks like he might have stumbled over Fam, but he picks up two yards. Yeah, you know what? Fam playing that wing back position has to get up inside and ISO that front side linebacker. And when he does that, he might he might have gotten pushed back right there, and Moat got tripped up on him only for a gain of about two yards. A little harder for that the smaller fam than Rosanio to kind of get in there and, and open that hole. Ash, actually, it's a little bit easier for him to get in there. It's just the initial contact with that inside linebacker. It's got to be tough on tough. Rosanio with Moat in the backfield, fam wing back far side with Antista the receiver on that far side. Third and twelve at the thirty-eight of the Fords. Rodinger pitched to Moat. He has to cut back up the middle. Now he's going to go outside try and get that edge. He's got men closing down on him. He dives. Full Forward picks up four or five yards total, and I'll bring up fourth down. You know what? You keep running the same stuff, that sweep, sweep, sweep. Eventually, Haverford's going to catch on to what's going on, let their backside guys stay flat down the line of scrimmage, and when they do that, they're going to come up with a stop, just like they did there, Greg. So after the first three quarters represented all offense, we've had back-to-back defensive stops as soon as the 12-minute mark was put up on this fourth quarter. And you know what? It's great team defense by both schools. Marple's playing great right now, and Haverford's playing great right now, so we'll see what happens here. Kirky in to kick to Gentile. Gentile at his own 10. Kirky in punt. It is a line driver. It's probably going to be a touchback. It bounces at the 1 and goes into the end zone for a touchback. You know what? And Haverford wanted that touchback to go in. You see Gentile stepping up in front of that kick. Kirky with a nice high kick deep gets into the end zone. Flag down. We will send it down to Phil Harding on the far side of the field and wait the call, probably a holding on the Tigers. Dr. Harding, (laughs) we await and some of the fans in the area express their uh, criticism of this play. And ball spot of the 20, so it was declined on the penalty on the hold. So ball at the 28-37 to play in this football game. Fords lead 23-20 to as they look to get up field and either get points or just hold on to this football long enough to win. Three wide. Durkin out of the shotgun. Durkin low snap. Hands off underneath to Clancy. He finds a hole and picks up seven yards. 
big run by Clancy. Absolutely. Clancy doing a nice job this second half, keeping his feet moving, keeping his head up, finding small holes, and just having a little bit of will there and doing a nice job keeping the ball rolling there for them. Clancy is one of the few running backs I've seen this year that, that has been able to break away from first contact from the Tigers' defense. Absolutely. You know what? He's been playing that position for three years. He played quarterback at the beginning of the year because Eddie Durkin was hurt, but he's doing a good job right now for them. Split running backs out of the shotgun for Durkin. Two wide receivers. Durkin takes the hit now, flag down, and this will be a false start. <coughs> Dead ball. False start. Offense. Five yards. So penalties now starting to rear their ugly head here late in this one. Absolutely. And you know what? That happens, you know. It's a big game like this, and things happen. You have to be on the ball right now. You can't have too many mistakes right now. You're trying to run this clock out, get the win, go home, and get ready for the next game. Well, as we head later into this game and later into this season, this has turned into one of the more exciting games here tonight. 23-20, to 7.53 left, second down and eight. For the Fords in their own territory, handoff underneath to Clancy. Another flag down. This is probably going to come back as Clancy crosses the 40 and brought down at the 44. You know what? Clancy does a great job finding that hole, getting up the field. Runs for about 15 yards, but there's a flag on the play. That could kill Halford right here. And looks like it may be illegal motion again this time, as they called earlier. So it'll be second down and probably 12. Illegal formation, offense. So illegal formation on the Fords. So back it up five more yards, back-to-back penalties. Hurt the Fords here in this one as they are up and around the 50-yard line on that last play. Yeah, and, you know, that kills them now because now they're going second and 12 compared to a first down and at the 45. So second and 12. Ball at their own 18 for the Fords here as they only lead it by three points here. Tigers defensively, a big stop will mean a whole lot more. Here we go. Two wide, split. Two men in the backfield with Durkin out of the shotgun. They are two running backs. Now there's motion along the line out of the tight end spot. Getting close to that play clock. Now a handoff quickly rushed. Durkin fakes it. He's going to go to the edge. He pitches last second, and they pick up six yards and brought down at the 25. You know what? That's a decent game right there. Eddie Durkin does a good job pulling that ball back. The option man stays with him good. Runs for a gain of about six, but you know what? That penalty kills you because before you're at the 40 and you have a first down, and now it's third and five, and you have to get the first down here. The option man who it was tossed to was Hewitt on that last play. 6.57. Third down and five. A big third down here late in this one. Ball at the Fords 25. Three wide receiver set. Durkin out of the shotgun. He's got Hewitt in the slot. Near side McCann. Far side Cinder the receiver. Handoff underneath the Clancy. He's oh. got a bit of a hole. He's got the first down for the Fords and brought down by Joe Vesgo at the 32. You know what? Clancy has came to run the ball tonight. His feet are moving. His vision was great right there. Finds a hole opening up on the backside. Does a great job rushing for the first down when you had second and 12 two plays ago, and now you get come back for the first down. The clock's moving. You're up three. got to keep doing this right now. 6.30 left. First down and 10 for the Fords in their own territory at the 32. They come out two wide. Two split running backs out of the shotgun with Durkin. Durkin. Handoff given oh. to Clancy. He's got a big hole. He's got the first down across the 45. Crosses the 50. Across the 40 of the Tigers and brought down in Tigers territory at the 35. You know what, Clancy? They're just giving the ball to him all the time right now. Marple can't stop him. 
The holes are opening up. He's finding where to go. His feet are moving, and he runs for about 25 yards. And now Hafford, now the clock's moving. You're up three. You score here, it's tough to come back from this. And the only other running back able to really run at the Tigers this year was Jalen Randolph in that Ridley game late in that one, and Randolph kind of took over, and Clancy doing the same here so far. Absolutely. Second half, he's come alive. Durkin out of the shotgun, two wide receivers split. They are Cinder and Gentile. And the handoff fake. Durkin pitches now to Hewitt, far side of the field. He's hit by Ryan first in the backfield, but he leans across for maybe a yard, if any. You know what? That play didn't work out too well. Eddie Durkin didn't get a chance to get that defensive end to get him sucked into Clancy's play right there. So the option play was covered by that outside linebacker. And when that happens, you're going to have no gain. You have two guys on top of Hewitt and nowhere to run. So here we go as the Fords try and get their substitutions in, running up against the clock. 5.22 left to play in this one. They lead it by three. They're at the Tigers' territory at the 35. Near side, receiver is Hep. Out of the shotgun, three wide receiver set. Handoff Clancy to Hewitt, far side on a little bit of a sweep out of the shotgun. He picks up five yards, crosses the 30, crosses the 30, 25, and brought down in Tigers' territory at the 22. Big run by Hewitt. Absolutely. On that jet sweep, Marple had five defensive linemen on that. And when you do that, you're taking one of your linebackers out. And when you don't have that linebacker running free to the ball on that jet sweep, then he's just going to run all day. Hewitt doing a nice job finding the hole, getting upfield for that first down. Under five minutes here at 4.48, first and 10 at the Tigers, 22. Three wide receivers set. Hep. And McCain near side, Cinder far side, Hewitt and Clancy in the backfield. Durkin hands off to Clancy up the middle. He's wrapped up for no gain. You know what? There is nothing open there. Marple's defensive line does a great job pushing Haverford's offensive line back into the line of scrimmage, right into Clancy's lap and for no gain right there. With 4.20 left, Christo, when do you start taking your timeouts? Do you wait another play or two? You know what? Eventually you have to start taking them. You know, you're only down three points. You have a shot here to win this game. But right now, Haverford's moving the ball. They keep getting these first downs. You have to take them fast then. Three wide receivers, two near side, one far. Durkin out of the shotgun with Clancy. There's a big hole off the center. Handoff goes to Clancy, faked by Durkin. Now he's going to go to the outside, attempted to pitch to Hewitt. He's bottled up for no gain and it'll be a third down and along with 350 left you know what the pitch relationship between the running back and the QB is huge right there Hewitt was a little bit too far from Durkin for that pitch and if 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 Eddie Durkin got a little bit of crazy and wanted to pitch it it would have been a fumble and Bart Marble would have probably jumped on it but right there Eddie does a smart job just getting tackled for a loss biggest third down here of this game third and 11 from the Tigers 23 for the Fords there's 325 left on this clock here we go Durkin out of the shotgun with Clancy next to him Hewitt in the slot near side Gentile near side Cinder far side of the field ball near hash Durkin's going to take it up the middle and he's brought down for about two yards and that's it the QB ISO was not there the QB ISO was not there at all the hole was clogged up the defensive line did a great job clogging everything up and making the linebackers make plays right there not a good call by Haverford. And Christo with Haverford's field goal issues, and there's a timeout. We will step aside. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. Oh, man. The Philly Pretzel Factory has done it again. They took a Philly tradition and made it even better. Now, you already know the Philly Pretzel Factory has the best soft pretzel. Well, now they're making a cheesesteak pretzel. That's right. 
A Philly cheesesteak on the inside, surrounded by those piping hot, fresh, chewy pretzels. This is as Philly as it gets. A cheesesteak and a pretzel? Incredible! How great are those guys over there? They've got their original pretzels, the cinnamon pretzels, the pretzel dogs, and the party trays. And now, the Philly cheese steak pretzel. Bring them for tailgating, watching a game with the boys, a barbecue, or even a kid's birthday party. Head over to the Philly Pretzel Factory for the all-new cheese steak pretzel. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Fourth and long for the Fords in Tigers territory at the 22. They have to go for it here. They lead, though, 23-20, to 20, but field goal issues have forced them to go for it. And he looks to throw for Durkin. Looks to throw over the middle of the field. He pump fakes. Now he's going to throw deep. Oh, Incomplete. Overthrown. Tigers take over. You know what? Coach Gal's known for going for this. He doesn't have a field goal kicker. He has to go for it. But usually, he likes to come with the screens. I haven't seen a screen tonight. I haven't seen it since last game when they played Radner. Right there, a screen would have been a great call. And right now, this is probably the biggest test for the Tigers this season they have faced in terms of the competition level and tight games. Last week at Conestoga was a nice one, but they had the lead. Now they have to come from behind with three minutes left on the clock. And the playoffs in sight. 301. First and 10 at their own 22. Moat in the backfield with Fan. Rosanio near side. Antista as well. Handoff goes to Moat up the middle. He cuts back and he's bottled up after only two yards here. Clock will move. You know what? With one play, Moat can break in and run the distance and they can win the game right now. Halford's defense has to stay stout, has to come to play right now. They have to realize they can win this game. And if they win this game right now, then they're in the playoff hunt also. But right now, Marple has to keep this ball moving and try to get some points here. And the counter's been effective for Moat. Let's see what he does. Rodinger under center. He's going to look to throw far side of the field. Timing pattern to Shiraki. It was tipped, and Shiraki nearly caught it, but incomplete. Yeah, you know, Marple's really not passing the ball too much, but right there, the ball is right in Shiraki's hand. He just drops it, and when he does that, you know, clock stops at least, but now you're second and nine, and you got to get a first down here. Yeah, third down and nine from their own 24, so that's third and eight, actually, from their own 24, 23 to 20. 231 left here, clearly four down time in this one. Rodinger under center, Moat, Rosanio in the backfield, Fam, far side, wing back. Rodinger's going to look to throw far side of the field. He's going to oh. throw, intended for Ryan first. He's oh one man, he makes the catch at the 43 and runs down. Unbelievable. Rodinger steps back, throws the ball about 40 yards deep. The receiver stops short of where the ball is going to be thrown, catches for a first down, moving the ball 30 yards down the field. Haverford's uh, cornerback gets caught up on that receiver and doesn't come back to make the play. And I apologize. Uh, that was Shiraki who made the catch. The 42 looked like a 43 far side of the field. Anyhow, second down and 15 at the Ford's 42. Rodinger under center. Rosanio near side, wingback, fan, and Moat. Pitch to Moat near side of the field. He's going to try and string it out here. There's a couple Fords on him. He cuts it up, cuts through two men, breaks a couple tackles, and brought down after five. You know what? Moat with that speed again, getting by people when he turns it upfield, goes for a gain of about four yards. Right now, Hanford defense has to be upset with themselves you let up a big play like that with two minutes left in the game up three you got to have a gut check right here 148 left second down and four at the Fords 
36-yard line. Antista's going to be the receiver to the far side of the field. Rosanio is going to be the far side wingback. you got Pham and Moat in the backfield. Now you got a little switch. First, the tight end. Pham going to be near side as Rosanio drops back in the backfield. It's going to be a handoff to Moat. He's going to cut to the near side of the field. He gets tackled down at the 30. Right there. They keep moving forward. Moat does a great job. Only a run about six, seven yards, but he moves the chains for Marple. And right now, Marple is within uh, with five more yards there in field goal range for Nicolardi. They have a great kicker. But right here, Marple, you want to go for this win. And remember that mixed extra point by the Fords early in this one would have changed the whole dynamic if it was made. Rodinger under center. Moat in the backfield. Rodinger's going to look to throw far side. Timing pattern outside to Shiraki. Incomplete on the hook. It's unbelievable. Harford's cornerback is about playing 10 yards off the receiver. All Shiraki's doing is running a short out route at 5 yards. The cornerback has to come rush up the field 5 yards, and he's nowhere to be found. you got to play better defense than that. And you know what? As Marple, you got to complete that ball. And Christo, a little hook pattern there. Not too bad on first down. Absolutely not. You know, you have a little bit of time. You have your timeouts here, so you can play around a little bit. But right now, you have to have yeah, gut check here and get ready to play. Moat in the backfield. Fam trips far side with Rosanio and Shiraki. And handoff right up the middle to Moat, and he is brought down for a loss as the forward sideline erupts. You know what? Great play by Hafford's defensive line. They're doing a good job right now trying to keep Moat in check because if you let him go, he has the speed. He's going to break it. He's going to score a touchdown game over. Right now, if you move them back a little bit, you get Nicolardi out of field goal range, and then you have a chance to win this game as the Fords do. And official timeout on the field. Timeout by Marple Newtown. We will take a quick break. You are listening to the Tigers Radio Network. Zach's Hamburgers is a proud sponsor of Marple Newtown Football. Come visit any of our five restaurants located all across Delaware County in Aston, Crumlin, Havertown, Folsom, and Media. Determine for yourself why Zach's Hamburgers was voted the best hamburgers in Delaware County. Our family atmosphere, fresh ground beef, and sandwiches cooked to order are one of a kind. Don't forget to ask about the burger of the month as well as the Sunday special. For more information, visit our website at www.zacksburgers.com. Come taste the difference at Zach's Hamburgers. And go Tigers! Final minute left here. Greg Pecco, Christo Garavales here. Tigers, third down and ten at the Fords 30. They are down three points here. 23-20, to 20, the Fords lead here. So it is four-down territory, obviously, here. And tomorrow, month, the Tigers' lead tailback is behind Rodiger. Antista, nearside wingback. Rodinger's going to look to oh. throw. Joey Pham, far side of the field. He might have him. Pham, oh. no, no, incomplete, and no interference call. It was close. That wasn't interference. That was a great play by Hafford's D-back. Great route by Pham, you know. Great ball by Rodinger, but you know what? Just a better play by Hafford's D-back. He was on top of him the whole time. Didn't interfere with the ball being thrown. He just did a good job on that, finally. 55 seconds left, 20 Three to twenty, fourth down and ten. After that long pass attempt to Fam, that was a little underthrown, and Fam just couldn't get back to it after good forward coverage. So this is the big play of the game. That's it. Here we go, Greg. That's it. Don't leave the room here. Rodinger under center. Fam, Rosanio the wingbacks. Moat in the backfield, far side. Fam goes in motion. Oh. Rodinger's going to roll out, look to throw. He's going to get hit He's as he hit. throws. Hit Intercepted, far side of the field. The Fords had it. And down the sideline goes Gentile, and that'll do it for this one. 
Oh, you know what? Oh, Ryder gets hit. The ball's up in the air. Haverford's D-back make the play. They come away with the win right here. They keep their playoffs hopes alive. But right now is Marple. That's a tough loss to take, man. That is a very tough loss to take against Haverford. They're coming back here at home with a big crowd, and you come up and lose the game. And you know what? Springfield wins tonight. Essentially, chances are out the window. And pretty much for Mar- for Marple Newtown, their Central League hopes are dashed at this point. And here we go. The Fords in victory formation. For Durkin, ball spotted. Durkin takes the first kneel. Probably have to do one more as the Tigers take their final time out here. Christo. You know what? Uh, just one thing also. Just want to say congratulations to Joe Gallagher, longtime coach at Haverford. Coached me, got me into college, has done a lot for me in my life. He's winning his 100th game tonight. Big game against Marple. You know, Marple coming in 7-1, and one, Ford's coming in at 4-3, and three, and they come out here and just play good football all night, and they get they walk away with the win. Congratulations, Coach Kelly. You deserve it. And for Marple Newtown, we will take a look at scores out of town here to see what may or may not have affected them down the road with Harriton and Ridley, that being the final clincher. Obviously, it's virtually a lock for Marple to be in the playoffs, but that game would officially do it. And Ridley's up 35 to nothing on Harrington at halftime. And Springfield is up at Garnet Valley at halftime, 35-21. So try and get more updates for you as we go along. But Marple Newton appears to have a playoff spot locked up anyhow as the second kneel comes down here. It'll be third down. They might have to kneel one more time, Christo. Yeah, absolutely. You have to take another one here. Even if you take a delay game, you have to do what you do. You're walking away here with a win. You came out here. When now, now Haverford's won three games in a row. They have a tough schedule coming up against Stogan and Garner Valley. But uh, you know what? They deserve the win tonight. And third down here. Final snap of the ball game. The fours are going to win this one. Squeak it out 23-20 to 20 here. And, you know, that hurts for homecoming here. We will be back in one moment. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. Looking for a fun night out with friends or family? Visit Sprawl Lanes located on Sprawl Road next to the Dairy Queen. Voted best place to bowl in Delaware County by the Daily Times, Sprawl Lanes is equipped with 36 lanes with automatic scoring, a sound system, full-service snack bar, an arcade, and pro shop. Sprawl Lanes offers a variety of open bowling specials, package deals, and leagues for the casual or more serious bowler. Interested in having a birthday party? Choose from three different packages that will make your special occasion a memorable one. Stop by the center or visit the website at www.sprawlanes.com for pricing information or to book your next experience. Speak with one of the qualified staff members by calling 610-544-4524 today. Back here, end of the football game. Fords come in to Marple Newtown and win 23-20. to in a tough loss for Marple Newtown, but if you're a fan of great football, and this was one of them, it was a very exciting game here tonight, Christo, as we await for the stats to come in. 
You know what? It was an awesome game. It was close the whole way. Haverford pulled away with a 10-point lead in that third quarter. Marple came fighting back with that touchdown, and they're down, they were down by three. You know, Marple has a chance to win it here at the end. Ridinger gets hit at the end. Haverford comes up with the interception. You know what? Big win for Haverford. Tough loss for Marple, but just an awesome football game tonight. But for Marple, uh, I guess the consolation prize for tonight at least is the fact that they are going to most likely be in the playoffs. That Ridley score should hold as they lead Harrington 35 to nothing, and that was the final linchpin about them getting in. Uh, now it's about seeding, and they have a shot to get at one home game at least, and tonight hurts a little bit, but they have a chance to redeem themselves in two weeks, and then next week here they have Radner. Absolutely. You know, they have every shot, they have every chance in the world to have a solid postseason right now. But you know what? As a football player, you want a, you want a piece of that Central League title, you know? It's all about bragging rights in the county, and when you get that Central League title, you can brag all you want. And it's been a long time since the top, Marple Newtown has had a share or at least all of that title is 1977 was the last time the football program has won Central League. Looking at it as it stands right now, the Tigers will most likely play either Pope John Paul or Interboro or Academy Park in that first round, but there's still two weeks to go. Christo, what do we got to go next next week with Radner? You know what? Radner has having a tough season. You know they're they're missing their quarterback. They have a decent running back. You know, but uh, they're having a down year right now. And Marple, you got to come back strong. You have to come back out and play. Have to do everything you're good at doing, and just come back, get the win, get ready for Springfield. And that is where we will leave it here tonight. You can read more about this game and coverage of the entire 2011 season on eyeofthetigersblog.com. Next t- next week, the Tigers will host Radnor High School on senior night with a 7 p.m. kickoff on Friday, October 28th at Harry Harvey Stadium in Newtown Square, PA. Coverage of that game will be provided by Greg Pecco, Christo Garavales, and Vince Gallo on the Tigers Radio Network live starting at 6.45 p.m. on www.marblenewtownfootball.com and on eyeofthetigersblog.com. Tonight, color commentator Christo Garavales, halftime show host and engineer was Vince Gallo, statistician Sam Snuderman, game clock operator Frank Rufo. Head football coach of Marble Newtown is Ray Junta, assistant principal and athletic director for the Tigers is Dennis Reardon. For Jim Olsman, Christo Garavales, Vince Gallo, and Sam Snuderman, I'm Greg Pecco. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.marblenewtownfootball.com. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network, powered by Easy Stream, and heard exclusively on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. This presentation of the Tigers Radio Network has been brought to you by the Advanced Chiropractic Center, the Monroe Agency of Allstate Insurance, Burlap and Bean, Friendlies of Media and Springfield, the Philly Pretzel Factory, Sprawl Lanes, and Zach's Hamburgers. Be sure to follow us online at www.marplenewtownfootball.com, on Facebook at Marple Newtown Football, and on Twitter at MN Tigers. The Marple Newtown Football Boosters Club and the Tigers Radio Network appreciates your listenership. Go Tigers!